it's morning. And that means it's time for Rotten Mornings. The best way to start your morning off rotten. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Rotten Mornings. Good morning. Um, what the hell are you doing? Did you call me so I could hear your car beep? Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, let's try this again in like uh, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Okay, got you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. 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 Hello. <laughs> Well, we're getting this one started off as a banger. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, I are. Uh, <laughs> I would ask you what that spells, but we already know. E-R. E-R. So we've got, we've got some guests uh, tonight as well. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. We have uh, uh, Brandy here. Hello. Hey, and we have Jess. We have Jess. She's super excited to be here. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, as long as she doesn't freeze up, she's going to be great. <laughs> she's laughing at you. <laughs> her, her super enthusiastic Jess makes me. <laughs> hey, Jess is well aware of the fact that the other day when Brandy said Brandy, she doesn't want to make that same mistake. Yeah, because that was retarded of me. <laughs> and Wait. was definitely right when he said I would hate it when I heard it the next day. How did you say it? Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how I said it. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Well, you'll definitely enjoy that in the morning. Uh, this morning. How that goes? This morning. This morning. Hey guys, it's morning, uh, and welcome to another episode of Rotten Mornings. Uh, welcome. Super glad to have you guys all. <laughs> welcome. Um, so we had some stuff happen yesterday. We did. Uh, what, if you guys, it? if you guys listened uh, to our podcast, we had a, a special guest with us. Yes. Uh, Great episode. Fucking phenomenal episode. I love Scarlett. She's awesome. She is indeed. Not only did we get Scarlett, we learned actual shit about the topic we were talking about. Like, I cannot applaud that episode more because it, aside from when Brandy's on here and she actually researched the topic, we learned a lot of stuff in that episode. Even when yeah. I have to research it while we're talking about it. Well, if you enjoy doing that, hold on to your seats. No shit. Right. I'm sure that's about to happen. I have no idea what our topic is right now. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, we had the um, the uh, review for the Spook Trail. Yes. And man, I got to say, I know I've told you this before. I know I said this, but I want to say it on the podcast again. I am... I am blown away by how much fun I had at the spook trail, dude. Well, you know, 
I hate like I don't I never want to speak anything like strange thoughts, but like Spooksville, you're gonna have as much fun as you go there to have. Does that make sense? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, and that's what I want to say about that. Like that's the haunt. Like if you're geared up to go have fun and you're like, I'm just gonna have fun, you can have fun there. Agreed, agreed. And very, very different from the other like years that we've been there because they were fully staffed. They had uh, new actors. They had a guy that had a a gunpowder mus or a, excuse me a gunpowdered musket and gunpowdered six shooters. And dude, they were just firing on all cylinders that night. I don't know what it was. And spooky. Was that a pun? Yeah, <laughs> no, maybe. But <laughs> the fact that fucking spooky like put a lot of interest into making sure that the guests that came out there were good and safe and protected. And I applaud the fuck out of him for that. And the guy with the musket, wasn't his name Thomas? Yes. And he actually sent a trailer for a movie that he's involved with called uh, Potter's Grounds. That looks really fucking badass. And uh, not only does that uh, sound like it's going to be something great. It's also a delicious Harry Potter themed coffee. It is Potter's Grounds. That's right, Harry. Have the Potter's bean. I think the IMDb credit was for Potter's Ground. Not Ground. Oh, it's Potter's Ground. I'm sorry. Potter's Ground. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what I saw. I'll tell you, from the preview I saw, it reminds me a lot of the movie Bone Tomahawk uh, on the fact that it's a recreation of historical events. But I saw some other footage, and there's some skinwalkers in that movie that don't they don't even talk about, and it looks badass. Yeah, it looked really good. It did. It looked very interesting. You're saying they just have some skinwalkers as extras? No, they're cameramen. Uh, that's what, they're just like walk by, like, hey, that's not in this romance Hallmark movie. Right. They're just working the cameras. I just know that. I, I, that's fair. Uh, one time they put their hand in front of it, and that didn't look right. I was like, what's with all that fur? All for the love of Potter's Ground. Potter's Ground. Good deal. Okay, well, so anyway, uh, that sounds... We have? <laughs> <laughs> I hate when, like, Matt laughs for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> That's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> We all hate when I laugh for 30 seconds. <laughs> On this episode of The Rotten Road. The um so we had uh, uh another thing too. We had a review. Oh, we had the review. We talked about the review. Yeah, that's it. And then we had Rotten Strips. And then we had an episode of Rotten Strips that was a very interesting episodes of Rotten this Rotten Road that was uh hilarious. <laughs> The exact yes, the first one wasn't even a road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the last one wasn't on anything. <laughs> Agreed. I love the last one was the best one, dude. <laughs> well, what? It's 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 for sale. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> that was literally the best one, dude. Even Jess laughed at that shit. <laughs> Did you did you guys not enjoy Tim's cameo in that one? Oh, I love Tim. Oh, I did like Tim's ah, cameo. Scott's I'm, my favorite. I just wonder if Tim liked his cameo. I like that the fact that you said Scott's my favorite when you were out there at Hellbilly Hollow and nobody yeah, knew who the fuck you were. <laughs> yes. 
<clears throat> hey, so I uh, I took that picture. I sent that picture to you. I've looked at that uh, photo. I have taken that photo, edited it into Tim talking, and only right before the episode came out, I go, hey, my mask is on upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. I, I feel like that's a Mandela thing because I feel like it was the right way. I just feel um, like that person. I think uh, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> Not even so, something I can argue. <laughs> so after um, the episode of Rotten Strips, uh, we went live last night. I know we still sound, well, I say we. I know I still sound like I'm drunk, but this is tomorrow morning. And you're still nope, this is today morning. This is today morning. This is today <laughs> morning. <laughs> the morning of the 27th. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> this is tomorrow morning. This is harder. I thought it was going to be, Scott. Uh, oh, uh, like I never heard that before. Um, <laughs> Mom, get out of my room. God. I'm trying to do math in here. It's a hard on. Oh. Oh. All right, so what do we have? So then, after today? Rotten Strips, we had a hoot of a time getting fucked up uh, and eating uh, not donut, not very hot <laughs> ghost pepper duster, <laughs> ghost <What>? duster fucking. <laughs> But how are they with the Taco Bell Diablo sauce on top of it? It was Wait a minute. It wasn't that bad. I just want to, just want to uh, cause we had a little bit of a uh, hiccup there in the audio. I want the audience to know that we weren't eating ghost dusters. Ghost duster bonus. Ghost dusters. Idiot. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, so that was a really good live. Scott, uh, fucking Jesus Christ, get to the point. If you guys haven't, uh, if you guys didn't check out that live, definitely check it out. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad it you guys It was very that. entertaining. We enjoyed ourselves. It almost feels like it was only 10 minutes ago. Oh, my God. It was last night, and today is yesterday morning. Yes, agreed. Yesterday agreed. morning. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to take your episode. <laughs> Did you hear that? What's that? Uh, have you found another house to post on your uh, your video today? Maybe we can get more than just the driveway and the for sale sign. Sure the She's house. wondering if you're going to rent one of the spook houses so we can actually see some shit for a change. <laughs> That's fair. Guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back in, in just a second. You guys stick around and we'll let you know what's coming up today. Never! <laughs> Stay brother and we are back what a great ad sponsor thank you ad sponsor. Oh, shit. I, love, I love our ad sponsors <laughs> yes uh, one of our ad sponsors is dunkin donuts oh my gosh hey um i thought i was the ad sponsor brandy is the ad sponsor bro uh, that's true bye brandy Hey Matt, if uh you guys recording, uh I I can hear you and Brandy okay, and I'm just having a little bit of trouble hearing Jess. Because I'm not saying anything. <laughs> She's not talking. <laughs> okay, I'm having no problem. Can with you that hear now. me now? Yes, ma'am. 
What about now? Nope. I told her to spit the cock out, but you know how it is, Scott. Uh, No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we've got some really fun stuff coming up today that's not this. All right. (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) But I'd like to point out that one of the things that we have today fucking is this. (laughs) (laughs) Have rotten mornings. So here we are. Yes, and the topic is just a just a banger. If you're listening to this tomorrow, we we recorded it today (laughs) in the morning. Wait, what? I don't know. Oh no, put him to bed. <laughs> Three fourths of us still don't know what the topic for Rotten Mornings is. We haven't gotten that is. far. Yes. What it, no, okay, so uh, if you're listening to Rotten Mornings, you listen to this. What's the other thing we've got coming up today? Hopefully, I will have the review for Territorium up today. Also, hopefully, I will have the We Are Not Alone episode uh, featuring Brandy from the, Paran- the Jacksonville Paranormal Society. Yes. That should be very interesting. I can't wait to hear it and see it. I I am definitely looking looking forward to that one. And after that, I guess also, I have an episode. Holy crap, I have so much shit to do today. Yes, I, and I, I we also, have no idea yet. Uh, I will be very surprised if we don't uh, somehow see a review for the Insanitarium. Oh, good point. Territorium. Yes. And yes, you said it correctly. I'm just saying I'd be surprised if I don't I'm actually I'm gonna do a review for an insanitarium and it's gonna be like fuck, I did it wrong again. It's gonna be really hard to see a review for the insanitarium that is not open this year. Take so. a drink. Take a drink. Take a shot. Take a shot. Every time I say insanitarium instead of territorium, you have to take a shot. Oh gosh. And then also um you're doing the 27 episodes of Rotten Strips? Yes, the 27th episode of Rotten Strips. So I've got literally three things to do in the next plausibly 10 hours. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Right? Yeah. Be interesting. What's that? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be late to work. Can we get on with the topic? Yeah. Okay, let's let's go to the subnatural part. Okay. Uh guys, we're gonna jump over to the subnatural part. And uh <laughs> if, you, if you're joining for that, uh please do. If not, uh you guys have a rotten morning. Have a rotten morning, stay rotten. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Here at Rotten Productions, we are huge fans of film. In the realm of film, there are horror films, and then there are horror stories about films. In this multi-part series, we explore cursed films. And we're back. We're back. All of us are back. Guys, uh, I hope you were as riveted by that intro as I wasn't. There are, yes, I agree. There are four of us, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think the intro was great. I really like your cunnilingus. Okay. <laughs> that didn't think that recorded. Here's the thing. Um, we we are talking about cursed films, and as I, I said in the in the cold open, um, this will be a three part series. So as the series continues over the next couple of days, uh, you guys will hear some more more cursed films. But we want to talk about some that that kind of outlie on the fringe of of cursed films. And the first one we want to talk about is uh, Three Men and a Baby. Yes, Three Men and a Baby have a very interesting story about how when you watch the film, there's a scene where the camera pans the room and you see a picture, what looks like a little boy hiding behind a curtain. And later on in the film, you see another scene where there's a shotgun leaned up against the wall that was never there. That's right. And uh, when the movie came out, no one knew about it. No one saw it. No one spotted it. And it wasn't until like the VHS release that that was picked up on. And then a very scary story came from those two things. Yes, that there was some sort of a kid that killed himself with a shotgun in that same house. Yes. But how do you feel about that as a cursed film? So I think as far as like, uh, I think cursed film is going to have to be pretty general um, term because there's a lot of things that that could mean. If the story, which, you know, really, this is kind of like an early creepypasta. Um, if the story was true, we would have video footage of a ghost on film. Correct. And. Uh, I don't want to get much more cursed than that. Yes, but we also have an explanation for that that could be just as feasible as a ghost. That's fair. Because That's a fair. lot of people, a lot of people say that the shotgun against the wall was actually a boom mic that had the mic unattached, and that the little boy that was behind the curtains was actually a cutout of Tom Selleck. And because of the way the world is now and the way the internet is and the way we can capture single frames of video, if you look at that single frame, it's the same outfit that Tom Selleck is actually wearing in a different scene in the poster for Three Men and a Baby. Um, not Tom Selleck. Uh, not Tom Selleck. Uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson, that's right. Yes, and Ted Danson. He's wearing a tuxedo, I think. Correct, and that was the that was actually from the movie cover, almost as like he they had a three part stand in and they left it up there in the window, and yeah. because it became so, everybody started noticing it. I think the producers and the people involved with the film were like, "Well, oh yeah, 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 definitely ghost, definitely ghost." Well, I, I think the reason you said Tom Selleck is because of, uh, you know, he went on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He was the one that was telling the story saying this isn't, this couldn't be true. Because he said that the story had popped up that there was a ghost boy uh, that kept appearing that people were talking about. 
Um, but the story was that a kid died in the house where we shot, where they shot the movie, but they shot on a soundstage. So that couldn't be true. At least that's what he said on the Tonight Show when he was there. Yeah, you know, uh, this was all happening prior to the internet. So this this story is one that just kind of got around. It was in like secret circles and then it kind of got more public and, and the word got out. But if there's no way to fact check it, what do you do? You go to the video store, you rent the movie and the movie makes more money. Yeah, right. And really and truly, it's even more than just not the Internet being around. There were no DVDs. There were no pause on a minute in the DVD and inspect a single frame. This was VHS, dude. You were lucky if you caught it in the frame deposit right. You were lucky if your VHS had slow motion ability. Man, it was nothing but three men and a baby. And fatal attraction tearing up that pause button. Yep. Oh, dude, I could go down the line on that one. Uh, The movie about the girl that uh, pretends she's a guy to get into the football team in high school. That's another one that wore out the pause button because there's one time when there's boobs in that. Wow. Boobs. She's the man, I believe the name of that movie was. Amanda Bynes? I don't remember. I think Amanda, she's the one in that. Burns? Brines? She was the Amanda Bynes, show. We're right with Bynes. Yeah. That's the Amanda show. She came from uh, All That. I think it was a spinoff of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But um, so <clears throat> this was a story, and this was a fun story. This was a really cool story from our youth where we got to hear a ghost story, and then go pick up something, watch it, and then see the ghost for our eyes. And like, hey, buddy, look, it's pointing. And that was super fun. I I enjoyed I enjoyed it. And then when I found out what it was, I thought it was still cool. But I enjoyed Agreed. it. You know, it's the, we like to be scared, even if we know it's someone in a mask. Me, personally, I see it like the idea of Easter eggs in video games. It was like one of the first things that ever stood out to me as an Easter egg in a movie. Oh, okay. That's cool. Because I see so many Easter eggs in games, but you don't see a lot of people in that make movies that are like, did you notice the ghost in the background? That wasn't even a thing back then. Not then, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Huh. I, I I was trying to think of like classic like Easter eggs or Easter eggs that I look for and and I I know I look for like John Landis John Landis always put in trademark uh, yeah things uh, see you next Wednesday is is one of his and um, having like major directors play small bit cameo roles is another yeah thing. yeah and then uh, Ted Raimi of course has the Evil Dead car will appear in what did you just say films. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, I heard that. I, that's what I heard. Okay. Uh, Mandela effect. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure wow. Sam is going to have his feeling hurts if you tell him his brother Ted made all his movies. <laughs> hey, didn't Joxer make all of those films? <laughs> wow, you have to know a lot of nerd stuff to know what the hell we're that talking about. That is some right fucking now. obscure shit right there. Thanks a lot, fucking Hercules. Oh, uh, so... Uh, just really quick there, though, 
uh, Ted Raimi plays jocks, or who did Bruce Campbell play? Oh, are we are we are we still hanging over from trivia from last night? I can't take any more trivia. I don't want to drink anymore. That's fair. Take a shot. The uh, was it the uh, was it the uh, Prince of Thieves? It was the King of oh, Thieves, of course. Ah, ah, and I don't remember uh, his name. It wasn't Autocles. It was. What did you just say? It wasn't. No, but it was Cleese. very close to that. It was something Cleese. Testicles. Um, no. Hold on one sec. Jess wants to say something. Water? Jess said water. <laughs> She's here. She's here. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> and, and yes, please, God. <laughs> hey, you want to hear something about water? <laughs> No. Some dude paid a compliment to somebody I know by saying she was like a glass of ice water on a hot day, and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) what a great way to compare somebody to tepid water. (laughs) Sorry, completely side note. Continue on. You're like a tall glass of swamp water on a swampy day. That's a that's a swamp thing compliment right there. All right, well, uh, I think we've well, listen, listen. Before we go well. away from three men and a baby, um, I know a lot a of break? people know about the cutout of Ted Danson, but not a lot of people know about the shotgun that's up against the wall in a later scene. They set that shit up. Well, it wasn't a shotgun. Oh, you're geeking out. You're geeking out. Go to a break. And he's gone. Oh, great, great ad. Man, that sponsor really's nailing it. Did you just say thank yeah, you to our sponsor? Yeah, oh, actually, I'm talking to Jess. Jess is leaving. You guys say goodbye to Jess. Hi guys, gotta go to work. Hi, Jess. Jess. Thank you for Ghost Pepper Donuts. And all. Okay, we can continue. Okay, so we are back, and let's go into our next cursed film. Uh, and this one is a film that doesn't even exist. Oh, it, it never happened? No. It no. never happened. So, is it a cursed film? If it isn't a film? I I mean, if people involved with it kept fucking dying every time they tried to make it. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about the film Artuk? Am I saying that right? It's, uh, it's, uh... Artuk. Artuk. The, the incomparable Artuk. It's supposed to be based off of a... Uh, a film adaptation based upon a novel from 1963 called The Incomparable Atuk. And Atuk is uh, actually Inuit for grandfather. Yes. Okay. And this was supposed to be like a, a film about a big, uh, 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 I guess, native, I don't know the PC term now to say 
Oh, I think they're First Nations is what we're saying. That, um, okay. That, they're not Native American. I don't know. First Nations person. The badass um, motherfuckers that ran this bitch before we decided to come over here. We got them. Right. Um, uh, from uh, the Alaska area. And uh, and several people have uh, been given this script and wanted to take a shot at this script. And then the curse. Right, because the the legend, anyway, claims that the curse has killed all of the actors who have shown an interest in the lead role. Holy fucking shit, the names that are on this list, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, Kennison. Kennison, Bashimi, Candy, Belushi, and Farley. Holy fuck, Bashimi is still alive, That's that's and awesome. they're basically saying uh, Michael O'Donnelly and Phil Hartman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy so, fuck! Do we want to talk about this? Uh, we don't. We we do want to talk about it. What we don't want to do is express interest in making it. I do not want to make this movie. Fuck that. That is yeah. terrifying. I have never heard of this. You have you don't know this? No, I do not know this. Well, <laughs> well some people that think it's just a coincidence. Everybody but, says that. But that's at least six main actors that we the play in the starring role that have died prematurely and under rather tragic tragic circumstances. Yeah, it's strange, right? So it and and like just to kind of be clear, just so people like understand, if you're not a big film buff, these you know these names anyway. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm kidding myself if I'm saying, hey, you, you don't realize that these aren't, you know, everyone who worked on the the film of Nosferatu is mysteriously dead. No, they were 150 years old. Of course, they're dead. Right. Uh, these guys should all still be alive. Except for, like, Phil Hartman, uh, his ailment was kind of hard to get over. But the rest of them should still be alive. Well, that's just it. Is it, it the, the idea of the curse apparently started right off the bat in 1982 when John Belushi was first considered for the role. And within months, his body was discovered in his hotel room, and he was only 33 at the time. Yeah. Now, um, Chris Farley was involved in that film as well, right? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I know we had said that, but I haven't been able to find that part of it. So if you have a source on that, now would be the time for you to talk about that. I could pull up my source, but I could also drop the podcast to do so. So I'm just going to go off what you said. Well, there, there I is that. I think that's true. Well, I, know, yeah. I know I definitely saw the thing about uh, Belushi in 1982. And then after that, I believe it was uh, Kennison, Sam Kennison uh, in 1986. He was signed on for the lead. And production began two years later. And eight days into filming, Kennison was having some issues with the script and requested rewrites. And then the project got put on hold until 92. But while they were still negotiating for the script, Kennison was killed in a head-on collision caused by a 17-year-old drunk driver. 
Wow. That's crazy. I don't think... Is there any, like, anything strange about the script? I, I mean, I don't think so. It's supposed to be, like, your, like, fish-out-of-water film with this... Uh, with the main character being this, you know, Inuit man trying to adapt to life in the city. Yeah. It just seems that every time somebody shows interest in playing that man, life gets in the way or something. Yeah. It's you know very strange. You know, when it happens, when a fish is out of water. Uh, uh, no. It dies. Oh. We'll just go back to me and Brandy talking. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I was giving you a pass just now. I saw after, that after Kennison's accident was when they offered John Candy the lead role, and he began studying the script. Um, but then he died of a heart attack at age forty-three in March of that same year. Wow. And these are uh, legendary. Also studying the report with his close friend Michael O'Donohue, uh, who also suffered a cerebral hemorrhage and died later on in November of that same year. Damn. And he was just studying the script with Candy. This is uh this is some eerie stuff right here. Oh, this and you were you were serious, actually wait, serious hold on. You were stuff. right about Chris Farley. That was in '97. Uh, mm-hmm. He he was also 33, just like Belushi was. And Chris Farley started uh, studying the role for it, and even approached his friend Phil Hartman with the script. After just a few months, again like Belushi. Farley was found dead of a drug overdose, and then Hartman was murdered by his wife five months later after studying yeah. the script. Now, the reason that, like, it, it just pinged to me that it was it was Farley is when you had said Belushi thirty three, and I thought Farley was thirty three and had read the script as well. And these are and all you know bigger guys, and that's true. And, yeah, so this is some you know. Guys, we talk about coincidence, and like that's really the only other thing that you could say about this. Right? And that's that's the weird thing about this particular thing, when it comes to cursed objects or curses just in general, it's so easy to write off the thing as coincidence. But at what point does does an action continually happen? And the same thing happened over again before we call it like stupid or, you know, like, or re- like the real, real thing. Right? Yeah. We say that this is definitely truth. It's not coincidence anymore. Cause there's just too many coincidences. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you light your, you know, the burner on your stove and you put your hand on it, you burn your hand. Uh, was that a coincidence? But if you do it a thousand times over, you start to realize that's just a fact, not a coincidence. That's right. Very odd. Very odd, this story. Um, Is there any other plausible explanation? I mean, the fact that it's easier to tie a thing backwards to somebody because we are in the the future and they were in the past. Well, it's 
If you look at the original case with Belushi, two months after the fact, there was uh, the woman, uh, Catherine Smith, I think her name was. She admitted mm-hmm. to having been with Belushi on the night of his death and had given him the fatal the fatal overdose. Um, and the case was reopened at that part, and she was actually arrested and charged with first degree murder. Hmm. So a woman killing a man has happened in uh, a couple of versions of this one. Yes. Same with Phil Hartman. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. How interesting. Now there was something I saw and I can't I can't seem to find it right now, but with Kennison, there was something about uh his last words. There were people there was at least part of the legend was that his last known words of speaking were attached to the script in some way. I don't know why that was thought, but something about his last words were what? Why? Okay, okay. And that was it. Huh. I might be misquoting that, but I think that's what I read. That's okay. Uh, The fact checkers for this show all quit on the first episode. I was going to say, she says she might be misquoting. At least she's being genuine enough to warn you that she's lying. We don't even give you that warning. Well, we say it up front. (laughs) And then with Kennison, you know, the part I said earlier where he had asked for uh, the script to be rewritten because he had issues with it. Um, apparently, from another source, I saw that he was the one that apparently became difficult. He didn't like the way the film turned out, so he started rewriting the script himself, and he said that he was given creative control, but then the studio got involved and there was a lawsuit began, which is why the script was put on hold for several years. Oh, I see Okay, well, uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our final thought. Good idea. All right, there. You there? And we are back. Well, that was a really crazy podcast, guys. Dude, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you this right now. I have never, ever fucking heard of that shit. That is fucking wild. It is, uh, it's definitely a, a story, uh, and I, I thought that you and I had discussed it before. Uh, it's something that, that I have, it, it's always kind of been back there in my mind, like, this is just a weird thing, so I'm glad that we actually got to talk about this today in what could have been uh, the, the tamer of this series uh, has really turned out to be uh, rather chilling. God, yes, it's chilling. Wow. Holy God. Like, I'm literally nervous about this. Well, one of the things that I thought was extremely fascinating that I, because I had kind of heard of the story, but didn't realize all the specific details. The fact that Belushi and uh, Farley were the same age was one thing, but the drug combination in their system thought to be a speedball was exactly the same as well. And also both of them within months of studying the script and saying, yes, I'm interested in the lead role. You know what else is kind of odd that you just mentioned that almost all of the people that we mentioned were SNL. Yes. Except for Kennison, right? Was Kennison ever attached with SNL? 
I don't even know if he hosted. I'm trying to remember. I think he I did think host he did. once. I, I think he did host once. Yeah. I mean, it seems about right based on timeline and his popularity within that time. Yeah. But uh, but largely, yeah, everybody was attached to SNL. But again, we're talking Seth about Kennison was a get was the host of SNL in November the fifteenth, nineteen eighty six. Oh wow! Huh. And and uh, when did he die? Uh, hold on. Um, that would have been in ninety two, I believe. Okay, so yeah, uh, all of these had some connection to SNL as well. Uh, lots of there's lots of layers to this, but we're also talking about comedy gods here. Yes, you know, so of course they would have had a connection to this thing. Um, whew, we got through it, guys. Dude, good episode. Some very interesting information. I'm and sorry I'm incredibly drunk. That script itself has been left in limbo ever since uh, Farley and then followed by Hartman. Nobody else really wants to touch it now. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because, like, when I think about Hartman doing it, I'm, I'm kind of reminded of, uh, do you guys remember Harpoon Man, the uh, digital shorts? character yes so like that's how in my head how phil hartman would handle that character agreed well you know some some people actually believe that the whole curse is about the whitewashing of it because if you think of it this is six different white men cast to play an inuit yeah okay then a toot sound. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Uh, I've had a blast with this episode. Uh, thanks to Jess for, for joining us for the first part. That was a lot of fun. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, cool stuff coming up. Uh, can't wait for the rest of this series to see what other kind of weird stuff we're going we're gonna to uncover as long as we've got Brandy doing the research for us. And you guys have a rotten morning. Stay rotten. I lost everyone. Okay. <laughs>